This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Well, uh, let's give you an update on my dad. Uh, I talked about this last week that dad was released from the transition care facility and has gone home. Now, my sister has been staying with him since then. Um, and it's he's been doing pretty well. Physical therapy and occupational therapy has been come. Uh, at least I think physical therapy came in. Occupational therapy will be coming in. Uh, we're and, and as I told you last week, we were looking at other um, other uh, things we could do to help keep Dad in his house. Now he can be there by himself a good amount of time, but he can't be alone all the time. Uh, so, uh, I mentioned last week that we were looking, as I just said, we were looking into other things that could be done, and I'm going to tell you this week <laughs> about one of those things that's going to be done. Uh, Amy and I, Amy's my wife, and I are going to move in with my dad, move into his house, and help take care of him. We'll be, it'll be sort of amateur assisted living in his house. Uh, we are also looking into um, uh, hiring a PCA, which I think stands for Personal Care Assistant. I think that's what that stands for. Uh, a nurse of some of so- some sort uh, would come out to his house. Uh, I think it's going to be like three days a week for like a four-hour shift each day to come in and you know give him a bath, uh, check him, check on him, clean the house a little bit. Uh, you know, get, keep company with him, and it's like that. And then, you know, that would be something that we're uh, thinking of doing. Meals on Wheels as well might be something that we do. Uh, so, you know, um, it's just the idea is to keep him in his house as long as possible. And uh, and he's doing pretty well, getting up and moving around, using a walker and all that. He's hoping to get to the point where he can go back to just using a cane. And I'm sure he hasn't said, but I'm sure he's thinking, I can get back to not even using a cane. Well, Dad, you're 88 years old. <laughs> and, you, you know, <laughs> you, you know you, you've, you've, you've moved around during your life. You haven't been a sedentary kind of guy. He used to go out for walks and stuff like that. But then as he got older, it's a little more difficult to be out and about. 
but he still would do stuff. You know, this is up until that moment when he fell down in late March, and I had to go over and help him up off the floor, and it was decided that something's not right. Um, for slight details of what was going on, we we look back at, at the course of, of his, his initial illness, and it was we're pretty sure, the doctors are pretty sure, it was some sort of some uh, viral infection that worked his way through the system, through his system, and as he was beginning to be, you know, I'm kind of ready to go, and he went to the transition uh, facility uh, for a, a, like an eight-day stint before he went back into the hospital, and that first day in, he was diagnosed with COVID. He didn't have COVID at the hospital, or at least he hadn't tested with COVID, Uh like a day or two before he left, so maybe he got it there, who knows, but he got COVID, and we look back on it saying, yeah, a lot of his difficulties in that second stint, you know, after going into the uh, transition care for another, for eight days, you know, having been diagnosed with COVID right away, that first day, that night, the first day that he was there, uh, he, his condition was not great throughout that whole time, and they really couldn't do anything with him. So he, we, my sister made the decision that he needs to go back to the hospital, and he did. And he started to, almost uh, within a couple of days, get back to his, his closer to his old self. And, and, but there was, some, there was some time, and we think that the, that, the, that the worst of it that we were seeing, at least in that second stint in the hospital, was due to COVID. And, uh, you know, so, so he's, uh, uh, yeah, that's, what's going to happen. We're going to make it work. It's, uh, we have to, there's a lot of work we got to do to be prepared to move out, uh, of our house. And then eventually, I mean, at least this way we, we have time before we have to put the house up on the market, but, uh, you know, but we will, uh, that's the plan. And we're, you know, talking to lawyers and all that stuff that needs to be done to get some signed documents and and stuff agreements we we the reason that I, I didn't bring it up last week for sure because we hadn't had a sit down with with my dad and my sister you know to give us the this is what the lawyer told us that was our options and what we can do and have a we have a at this point we have a verbal agreement of what we're going to do and my sister's going to get it up in writing and then have the lawyer legalize it <laughs> you know get it all legalized and then get a document that we can all sign and there we go. So that's that's going to happen over the course of this following week. <sighs> Adulting. It ain't no fun sometimes. <laughs> Especially when you got elder elder parents that need a little more care. Uh, and sometimes more care than they, they think they need. Because there was some moments this past week where my sister was getting a little frustrated with dad. He, she says, he thinks he can do everything. And, and, and Nancy says to him, you can't do everything. And when you tell us that you, oh, I can do everything. When you tell us that, that's not telling us what you can do. We we know you can't do everything. So you need to be honest. It's like, I can do this. I need help doing that. I can't do that at all. You know, you need, there needs to be, we need to know what you can do. Oh, I can do everything. No, you can't. <laughs> we can we watch you. We can see you. We know what you can do. We're very impressed with what where he's at. But, you know. It's got a long way to go, and there was one thing that the that the lawyer said to uh, my sister and my dad when they went to see the lawyer. The lawyer said, uh, "Well, you know, the expectations are for my dad is uh, you know is another 
four years of life. Now, what lawyers would know, but I think that's probably, you know, she works, this lawyer works in elder care, you know, elder law, I should say. So she, you know, there's, there, I guess there must be certain uh, information they have that they, that they can look at and say, well, statistically, uh, an adult male at this age with this, you know, with this sort of infirmities or whatever, we can expect on average another four years, uh, you know, so it's like, wow, okay. Now, I think my dad's going to live to be 120 and, <laughs> and Amy, he's going to outlive Amy and I, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. And I'll, uh, I, you know, I'll let you know going forward here and there what's going on but uh i should say it I, i'm going to be even busier <laughs> than i already am so you know i'm going to try and keep the show going but we'll see you know if i need to take some time if i need to take a few weeks off i might say you know too much is going on right now i need to take a few weeks off i'll let you know but for now i'm doing the show this week obviously because i'm talking to you and i plan on doing one next week so let's just uh you know let's get on with the show Shall we? Okay, great. That's uh, that's great. Um, I I want to do uh, one of these right up at the top of the show, and uh, let's see if I can get this uh, to work. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, there's a whole. There's a whole uh, campaign of ads for State Farm Insurance that feature the character named Jake. That's uh, a young fella, really built. This guy works out. Looks like he needs to work the legs. No, no, he probably works the legs just fine. The guy, you know, he's built. And he's a good actor, plays this character really well. Uh, it seems very natural. That's what you want in an actor. I was just watching an old episode of Star Trek Next Generation. It's uh, the episode called uh, Deja Q, and it has uh, John Delancey as Q. If you don't know Star Trek, I'm just, you know, what are you going to do? But he plays this character that's, uh, uh, you know, it's practically a god. He can do, you know, he's omnipotent, and he's all-powerful, and all this kind of shit. And he's part of this thing called the Q Continuum. So it's called, and so everybody in the Q Continuum is called Q, but somehow they know the difference between Qs when they say Q. They know which Q you're talking about and all that. Well, you know, they're they're gods, right? And he gets stripped of his power by the Continuum because because he's a naughty boy, and he goes to the Enterprise to, to see if they can help him, you know, assimilate into being a human, and uh, and and. You know, acclimate, I should say, into being a human, and you know, and then shenanigans happen in the episode, and he does a selfless act toward the end, which brings the, which brings attention to the Q continuum. Says, "Well, wait a minute, he did a selfless act. Maybe, uh, maybe he's learned something. We should bestow back upon him his powers, right?" And 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 John Delancey's a great actor. And you believe him. It feels natural. It feels you don't feel the actor acting. You feel as though they are, you know, they're doing the thing. But then he's on this shuttle, space shuttle, all by himself. And another member of the Q Continuum comes in. It's a different actor, Corbin Burnson. I guess the guy who really came to fame with that was it L.A. Law? Was it that show? I never watched that show, but he was on that. And he was like, I you know, he played this, I guess, a Lothario-type character on that show, I think. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, he comes in, and his acting is horrible. 
he's just he's hamming he's hamming it up what are you doing i mean when john delancey hams it up as q that's fine he's good at it and he does he, he does some hamming it up uh, sometimes as as that character but this guy it's just i yeah you know it's it's five minutes of the show and his acting is just yeah 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 you know better than mine would be though because i would suck at acting because I would feel too self-conscious. So, you know, he's better than I am. <laughs> I mean, if I'm the bar, then he's fine. But if John Delancey's the bar, yeah, I, not so good. I, you know, I, it's, I, yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, so, uh, what was I talking about? Okay, anyway, so, um, so this Jake character shows up in all sorts of situations where people are, are confessing certain personal things to him and he's for their personal coverage or whatever and 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 there's one ad where he's uh, he's at home it's a nice house and uh he's uh he's looking out his the back window on the second floor uh because a couple of people out there got his attention and they're wearing their night clothes you know pajamas and robes and and it's a man and a woman and we assume they're like a married couple and and they're they're, they're they need to ask jake something and and the wife, who is the same actor, who played the mom character in the Navy Federal Credit Union ad, which has the kids in the tree house up in the tree, and you know she says, "I I can't imagine what I do without Navy Federal Credit Union," and then she immediately thinks, imagines what she would do with, you know, what it would be like without them. She imagines, you know, immediately imagines that's the same actor. I see this in ads all the time. Now, I know you probably don't watch ads, but sometimes I'm watching sporting events where I'm kind of locked in because it's not on TV where you can turn the channel. It's on a, you know, through a streaming thing and there's ads going on and it's not as easy just to, you can't just click around on a streaming thing. You're just, I'm watching a ball game and I have to sit through the ads. So I see the ads. And so I've, I've noticed over years though, you'll see the same actor in two or three ads running, you know, running uh, concurrently or, you know, or, you know, presently or you know, at the time they're not for the same company they're not for the same they're not advertising the same product but you know so this woman is in the state farm uh, the, yeah the state farm ad and is it state farm yeah it's state farm it's, she's in that ad with jake and she's also in that other ad with the navy federal credit union thing and they're they're running at the you know in the same time period and it's like well okay and i see this happen a lot <laughs> with actors showing up they must work for an agency that casts people that you know, and the same whatever agency that's that's creating these ads, you know, will say, "Well, we've just used so and so. Let's use them in this one." And they or they, I don't know how it works, but it's just I see it a lot. If you pay attention to ads, which you probably don't, because you I don't know, because you're not like me. You you you'll if you pay attention, you'll see that oh, that act, wait a minute that actor's in this ad over here and over there. You know, so okay, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. Okay, so anyway. There's this, I'm assuming they're a married couple, and she has to make this kind of snide comment about her husband who has to, who has to call his mother for about everything, or for, you know, to, to, you know, get her advice on everything or something. And uh, for, for uh, hey, what's wrong with that? You know, mom's been around. You know, I assume mom is older 
than your husband, right? His mom is older than him. She would have to be, right? So she's lived some life. She's been there. She's, she might have some experience. She might be worth asking some questions and getting some advice from. And, you know, not all of us can do that now. I used to be able to up until about just a little over a year ago. And even a little before that, maybe not. But, I, <laughs> I, you, know, I, you know, not all of us can call mom. And find and get some advice, and I tell you, it does happen from time to time. Where you, I forget that I can't just call mom and ask her a question because it's something mom would know, and I and I have that natural. It's just something that's in me, right? You know, you just because you think, oh, oh yeah, that's right, I can't call her. Oh, I'll call mom. Mom will. Know. Oh, that's right, I can't call mom. So, lady, lay off. But that's not the pedantic moment. <clears throat> The pedantic moment is, as we watch the ad, you know, they're out there, they're asking whatever the question they got to ask Jake. She makes her comment that, you know, her husband has to consult his mother for everything, has to call her for everything. And his phone rings, and he answers, and he says, oh, hi, Mom. And, 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 and then and his wife makes this, uh-huh, see what I mean? See what I mean, Jake? He's got his mom, you see? See what I mean? And he says, oh, I mean, uh, not Mom. Well... His mom called him. He didn't call her. She called him. Huh? I know. It's not that. You know, so in your face, lady. She called him. His mom called him. He didn't call mom. Cut him some slack. Okay. Uh, what do we got here? I'm looking at my time thing here. I'm going to go to my break. Uh, I started the show a little later than I expected to, so I, I'm kind of refiguring the times that I write down to when I take my break. So I'm going to take my break right now. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I will return after this break. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident.
welcome back to Dimland Radio at the sound of the ARG. You know, I got something that's really bothering me. <laughs> What's bothering you this week, Jim? <laughs> that's the Dimland Radio show. Well, uh, for the first time in I don't know how many years, I have skipped watching the. Oh, and by the way, sports ballers, beware. I have skipped watching the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. I have not done that. Voluntarily skipped it for I don't know how many years. So I've missed it sometimes because I used to work Tuesday nights as a janitor and I wouldn't be able to get out of, of it or re reschedule it so I would miss the game or I'd get home and just catch like the you know the second half of the game back when the game lasted a lot longer. Uh, the games are going shorter now with the with the pitch clock, which is good. I don't know what that did to the All Star Game. They might have you know a little more loosey goosey with things in the All Star Game. And I know it's an exhibition game. It doesn't count. It's it's just get, have some fun. The players get in and have some fun. And it's loose and all that. I just I absolutely abhor the coverage of the game. And I this is an old rant. I've gone on it before. It's it's the it, it's the guys in the booth. You know, they, there's there's usually two guys, you know, in the booth calling the game. There's the one that does the play-by-play, and the other one is usually a former player who uh, gives the color of the game, gives the background, tells what it's like to face a 90 mile, uh, not, you know, an 80 mile, uh, no, 100 mile an hour <laughs> fastball or something. You know, it that gives you that information, tells you that little fills things out, and then the two will get into a conversation about the state of baseball, or they'll talk about something that has happened, or a controversy or something. They'll they'll talk, they'll fill out the game, and it's kind of a nice, you know, if they're good at it, having those, having a couple of guys kind of chat about the game as the game's happening, is, is it's that's fine. That's fine. As long as they're paying attention to the game, and not just ignoring it. Like, there was a guy on radio, local radio, used to call the Twins games. Good God. He, you know, his name is John Gordon. Great radio voice and everything, uh, but he would, he, it's on the radio, he'd act like it was on TV. He didn't, he he would let you know what was going on in the game, sort of, but he wanted you to know for sure what was going on in the minor leagues. I, 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 who gives a goddamn? <laughs> anyway. So what's been happening is the, the guys in the booth, you know, they, they also have one or two field reporters that'll be you know going into the dugouts and talking to people who are being on the side you know on the in the first row of seats or something that you know will give little reports about injuries and stuff like that they'll do that but it's now getting to oh you know we got this great idea let's mic up a player because we're already micing them up to hear the sounds of the game that we can play later which really adds to the enjoyment of the game can you hear the sarcasm um and then if it's not, hey, they're already wearing a mic. Let's put a little, let's put a little receiver in their ear, a little earpiece, in so they can hear us ask them questions while they're playing. <sighs> and the All Star game again. I know it's an exhibition. Please, no wagering. I know it's not a game that counts. But what happened? It's what was happening there. It was just first. It was just a little experiment. Oh, we're gonna try this little thing here. You know, just you know. This could try, and then then it became it started to take over that game, the coverage of that game, and it's seeping in. ESPN is jumping on the bandwagon for their Sunday night games. They have the you know whichever inning it is. Let's interview a player while he's playing. And I just I stopped watching the Sunday night game because I have plenty other games I can watch now. 
plenty of other games where they don't do that. And I hope it doesn't permeate throughout every game every that's covered all around the league, every game, every night of regular season and postseason, all that shit. I don't want that happening. It's just, you know, call me an old curmudgeon that's not used to new things, but I think the guys that are doing their job, you know, the players, this is this is my job right now. I don't need some dumbass in my ear saying, Well, what'd you think of that last play? Oh no, how did you approach catching that ball? What did you think? It's like, oh. So yes, yes, it is definitely for me. Anyway, and, and so I did not watch the All-Star game. I decided I'll just look at the highlights on YouTube the following day, which I did. And in watching the highlights on the YouTube, I saw that there were there were a couple of clips within the, I don't know, four or five minute long video with the highlights. There were a couple of seg- clips in there in which you could tell they had a little split, split, screen, split screen going where the game is happening in the one and then one player is being focused on in the other split of the screen. And you knew that that was, okay, that was an inning where they were interviewing that player while he was playing. And not only that, they had one segment in there where they had two players in the outfield. They had two, they split the screen into three with the game being played, that that one, and then two cameras focusing on two separate players, each playing in the outfield or, you know, position players, uh, talking to them. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't watch the game. It's just, uh it's just a, it's so it's so horrible. But it, let's give you a cool thing. This is a really really cool thing that happened in baseball. Uh, I guess it just happened fairly recently. My wife was the one that first to tell me about it, and I, so I looked it up on YouTube, and it is incredible. It's an amazing feat. It's it's thrilling. It's really good. It's like three minutes of baseball that's just like, wow, what the, how the hell does this guy do it? There's a player for the Cincinnati Reds named Ellie De La, De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz. And I, he's apparently very fast. And he's very smart. He watches what's going on, and he picks his moment to do something. And what's that? Steal a base. You have to be good at that. You have to time what the pitcher's doing and, and not get caught trying to steal the base. Yeah, so he's. It starts off. <clears throat> he steals second base. He was on first. Somehow he got on base. I don't know how he got on base, but somehow he did. And he he, you know, we see the, the this video start. I'll put it on the show notes page. Go to dimland.com. Click on the show notes slash blog option, and you'll get to it. And I'll, I'll link to the um, uh, the YouTube video that shows this this amazing feat that this guy accomplished. So he, uh, anyway, so it starts off with him stealing second base. Uh, the pitch comes in. I don't know if the hitter swung at it or not, but the catcher, you know, gets the ball and his, he was not able to really set himself to get a good throw, but he throws towards second base. But, uh, you know, De La Cruz beats it out. You know, it was you know, pretty easy, beats it out. But it was it was as close as it was, as, as well, I'll, I'll get to it. It was close, but not very. Uh, so now, so now you got De La Cruz on second base, and he's he's watching. He's he's keeping an eye on that pitcher because he wants to go and steal third. He wants to. He's he's got a lead off of the base. He's not standing right on the base. He's he's a few feet away from it. He's looking, and then 
we don't see it happen. The guy calling the game says, and he's doing it again or something like that. And he takes off. And that's just as the pitcher is going into the delivery to to home uh, to to the, you know to home he's he's throwing the ball he's pitching the ball he's just going into his motion when when De La Cruz takes off and he gets the third and the catcher got has the ball he has a chance to try and throw him out De La Cruz out but he can't because there's nobody covering third at that point the, the guy was too far toward second or something and he there was nobody there to throw to so he had to just all right he's got he's got third base. All right, so, so there he is. He's he, you know he's got third base. He does not go back and tag the base. He's already tagged the base. So he doesn't have to go back to it. He's he's got a lead. He's 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 edging down and he's watching the pitcher. Now the catcher's got the ball. He couldn't throw to the base because there was nobody covering. Could throw the third. He couldn't do that. So the catcher throws the ball back to the pitcher. Now. As I understand the rules, as soon as that pitcher has the ball, that's the beginning of the next cycle of play kind of thing. He's The pitcher's got the ball. So that means that somebody on base can can try to steal. If With the catcher still holding the ball after the play's done, I don't think they can do it yet because they have to wait until the ball's back to the pitcher. So De La Cruz is watching. He's, he's several feet off of third base. He's down the line. He's, you know toward home and he notices that the the pitcher you know nonchalantly he's sta- he the, the catcher throws the ball to the pitcher who is just standing at the front of the mound you know the pitchers get on the mound they're they're pitching he's standing in front of the mound you know lessening the distance between him and the catcher and the catcher just throws the ball to him and the pitcher just nonchalantly turns around absent-mindedly just turns around and walks back up to home plate and or not home plate up to the mound, and De La Cruz sees this and he knows I've got it, and he takes off again. So by the time the pitcher realizes that De La Cruz is attempting to steal home, you know he's, he's, he whirls around, he starts, he throws the ball. As he's throwing the ball, De La Cruz is just about, is beginning to his slide into home. And he beats it out because the pitch is, you know, the throw from the pitcher was was errant, you know, because he had to hurry it up because he was not paying attention. You got a guy who just stole second and just stole third, and he's taking a big lead off of third, and you're just kind of slowly walking back to the mound with your back to the catcher. It's, you know, it's uh, <laughs> so heads up. It was thrilling. It was awesome. I think in the course of from him stealing second base. The stealing home. I think there were two pitches made. It was. Uh, it, it. It. That's why you watch baseball. That's why you. That's why I love baseball. Something like that. That is just so astounding. Stealing home used to be something that happened more in the 1950s or so. You know, uh, Jackie Robinson used to would steal home and all that. And it's it it's 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 not as easy to do so to do that. Uh, and it doesn't happen very much anymore. But boy, oh boy, that was really cool that was thrilling that was awesome uh and now i'm ready <laughs> to take another break Whew, you're listening to dimland radio on the z talk radio network at ztalkradio.com i'm your host jim dr jim simmons i'll be back after this break
Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Hey everyone, this is Professor Dave. I want to teach you about all kinds of things regarding science. I want to tell you about physics. I want to tell you about chemistry, biology, astronomy, math, and many, many more things. Come check me out on YouTube. The channel is called Professor Dave Explains. Take it easy. He knows a lot about the science stuff. Professor Dave Explains. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Station identification. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ztalkradio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am once again coming to you from the basement of Nostalgia Zone comics and collectibles, whatever. Nostalgia Zone. Go to nostalgiazone.com, become a member. Now, there's something's changing here. <laughs> you don't have to become a member to, uh, to be part of certain savings within the store. Okay, here's what's going on. Uh, if you become a member of our, of, of our membership, which is a spaceship, by the way, you get um, you get ten percent off your purchases of comic books and magazines, uh, and then in store items if you're in the store, you can get ten percent off of that stuff too. And you earn points toward future purchases. So if you do a ten dollar purchase and, and you pay you know ten dollars, so you know, whatever you know, it works out to ten dollars plus some tax. That ten dollars you get uh, you get a dollar's worth of points out of it. So that that can accrue, and you can use that to save more money on future purchases. All right, so that you got that. But you also, as a member, had the the added benefit of certain comic books are on the shelves for a certain amount of time, and they get discounted to twenty percent. And if they're on a certain amount of time more, they that twenty percent goes to. 30%. And if they're on the shelves for even more, that 30% goes to 40%. Uh, it's not a cumulative. <laughs> so you get your 10% if you're a member. And if there's an additional 40% off of it, you get the 10% off the initial, and then whatever that price is left after the 10%, you get another 40% or 20 or 30%. That's how it works. I, I thought we were going to phase out to 40%, but it doesn't look like so far that we've done it. So, you know, but what has changed is uh, we are yes you become a member you get you get the newsletter and you get the ten percent and you earn points toward future purchases. But we're going to make it so that people if they don't want to become a member can still benefit from the twenty percent or thirty percent or forty percent on books that have been on the shelves for a while. So they'll still save a little bit of money, a little bit more money. They just won't get that ten percent. And they won't earn any points. So, you know, becoming a, a member is still a good idea. Especially if you're a big-time comic book collector or magazine collector and we've got the stuff here that you want. We, you know, just check out our website, nostalgiazone.com. We ship 
and just about anywhere. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Otherwise, it's 8 bucks for shipping. Um, you know, I don't think that's, yeah, that's not going to change anytime soon. So, so take advantage of it. Let's, you know, check it out. Uh, we've got all kinds of comic books, you know, superhero comic books, crime comic books, classics illustrated, Archie comic books, kids comic books, girls comic books, if you want to call them, you know, we call them romance comics now, but because I guess boys bought them too. <laughs> and, and, you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a whole, it's just, you know, mystery books, uh, monster books, whatever. Just check them out. NostalgiaZone.com, so, and 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 you know if if you're a comic book collector, and I and don't you want to be? I mean, you've got so much more room in your house to be able to put comic books. I should have been a baseball card collector because it takes up less room. But I wasn't into baseball; I was in the comic books. So what are you gonna do? Anyway, um, okay. Uh, there is another thing that's kind of cool in an ad that I like. And I see it periodically while watching games. And it's for this thing called Rakuten. I guess it's a thing. If it's an app that you get it, and you buy things through that app, you save some money, something like that. And one of the ads they have, they have one that's very annoying, which has a woman that does opera singing. That's that's incredibly annoying. But the one that's good, the one that's cool, the one that I like is the one that features Alicia Silverstone playing that character she played. And I can't remember the name. But she's playing the, the that character she did, played in her big time her big movie, uh, Clueless, which is actually a really good movie. I I I didn't think I'd like it. I didn't think it was for me. My wife said, oh, "You should watch it. Let's watch it." So I watched it, and it was really good. I enjoyed it. And so Alicia Silverstone is you know she's brought back to reprise her role as whatever the name of that character was. You think I would have written it down? Uh, and 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 she's you know she's you know delivering the pitch to sign up for this Rakuten app or get the Rakuten app. And you know, she gives a little talk before a class. Uh, a class. It's sort of like a debate situation. There's another gal up there who I think was also in the movie Clueless. I, I don't have it absolutely memorized, but I think she was also in it. And what they did, they used technology to de-age uh, uh, Alicia Silverstone and the other actor, I'm pretty sure, to de-age both of them so that they look more like their characters did in the movie that came out in 90 whatever. And 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 I think it's it's done really well. You know, uh, and it's funny and it's, it's she just she she plays her character right, she knows it and you know all that. It's really good. There's only one instant, just one quick instant where you see a little bit of the age in her face, just a little bit. You know, and I and I think I've seen her, you know, not de-aged. She looks fine. You know, she's she's holding up pretty well, and, and so there's a shot where she sits down at her desk, and there's a fellow student behind her saying to her, "Aren't you a little old to be in high school?" And she does this look at the camera where she turns her face half back to look at him, and she has this little, just the tiniest bit of a scowl, like, mm, you know, mm, what are you saying? And then she looks back at the camera. She says, "What?" <laughs> and it's great. Uh, but that little, that little when she she's looking over her shoulder a little bit and she's doing a little mm kind of look, it's there. That you see, oh, a little bit of the age came through. Because I mean, she was in her twenties or something when she did uh, Clueless, and now she's I, she's got to be in her fifties at this point. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. I'll see if I can link to that ad in the, in the show notes so you can look at it and enjoy the, you know, the, the technology is really good. I mean, it's like last week when I was talking about AI and the potential weirdness that can happen. 
uh, or a potential danger, potential danger of it, if we 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 start getting images that are faked images, but they're so well done, how do we know that they're not you know artificially intelligently designed art whatever? Uh, how do we know? And and then and then there can be some legitimate real images and video of of an event that now or or soon people will be able to point us. Oh, that's just that's just that's not even real. That didn't happen. That's that's not real. That didn't happen. You know, that's just artificial intelligence. Uh, he, you know, it's you know, let's say I don't know some I don't know some politician that re refused to accept the results of of an election in which he lost, decidedly lost, refused to accept that. You know, and AI could uh, create a voice that sounds exactly like him, saying, "I just need to find." 11,780 votes. Yeah, that's, they'll say, oh, that's fake. That's fake. He didn't say that. Maybe. Which is what I said last week. I also said something else last week. <laughs> I had a, a pedantic moment last week in which uh, uh, I, I, I was watching the series Black Mirror. Uh, with my wife and I. We watched that, and it's really good. Uh, again, I tell you, that Locke Henry episode, that's the second of the new episodes. Locke Henry is, uh, I think, of the of the, of the four, what, is it five? <laughs> I'm trying to think of how many there are. Uh, let's see, yeah, uh, well, anyway. Uh, of, the, of the batch, they're all good. That one, to me, I felt was the most effective. Uh, that that, that kind of got to me the most. Um, because it, 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 there's certain you know twists and turns that happen in this thing, and that you didn't expect, and 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 because it's 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 really good. It's done so well because you didn't expect that twist or turn. So, oh wait a minute, oh hey that happened, and then something and oh yeah. Well, again, I don't want to give it away, <laughs> but it's a pretty good episode of that one. But it was the one. That the first episode of the season called Joan is awful, and Joan, and part of what I got upset about was that Joan brushed her teeth before having breakfast. And I've seen that before in TV shows and movies, or it's been referred to. You know, I got up, I brushed my teeth, I had breakfast. Wait a minute, you you brushed your teeth before you had breakfast? Do you have orange juice with your breakfast? You know that whole thing is it doesn't. How's that orange juice taste? I don't know. It always tastes like shit. Well, hey, maybe you're. That's because you're brushing your teeth before you drink orange juice. You know, I, I never drink orange juice. It always tastes like shit. I, I don't know why people like oranges. <laughs> well, maybe you should stop brushing your teeth before you have orange juice. So, that was a pedantic moment I was having, and it's not easy being a pedant when you got friends who are skeptics. Because they want to keep you on your toes. Which is good. My friends should do that. They should call me out. And say, Are you sure about that? Are you sure? <laughs> uh, and I had a, uh, have a friend who did just that. Uh, my friend Craig. He's a skeptic. He's one of the elders of the Minnesota Skeptics. And uh, he listened to my show and he uh, sent me some information. Saying, well, you're wrong. <laughs> and the information he sent me was an article uh, from Healthline which is an online uh, news site that has articles focusing on on health, apparently. 
And uh, this particular article that I write down who wrote it, I think it's somebody named Watson was the last name, I think. It was an article that was, uh, before it was posted, it was uh, it was uh, uh, reviewed by an actual dentist for, for accuracy and all that before they put it out there. And it, uh, it, it says that, uh, essentially the article says that, uh, yeah, you should brush your teeth before you have breakfast. Get all that stuff off your teeth from overnight. And what this they, they, they refer to a study. Uh, the study showed that um, when uh, when people brush their teeth, it encourages uh, or it stimulates uh, production of saliva. Uh, and and that you know that can that 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 production of saliva that you know extra saliva that you, you got your normal spit in your mouth, but you know the little extra uh, it starts to boost it. Uh, getting more saliva in your mouth for about five minutes after brushing. It just you know, stimulates the uh, production of saliva. And, and and saliva is your mouth's natural way of, of protecting the enamel of your teeth. Uh, it helps to um, uh, break down or get rid of uh, bacteria that might be bad for your teeth. It, you know, so it's the saliva is a good thing. And, that's just, and brushing seems to to encourage more saliva. So you brush your teeth. Within five minutes of, of brushing your teeth, you start eating your breakfast, you got more saliva in your mouth. It's it's protecting your mouth from from that stuff that, that you're chewing through right? and, and drinking. Uh, also, what's the other thing that it does? Um, uh, there's some other thing it does. I didn't write it down. It'll come to me. So it's, it's just probably... Oh, brushing... After breakfast, this is the thing I was going to get to. Uh, brushing your teeth after you have breakfast, you run the risk of uh, and uh, of moving some of the food that's and bacteria that's in your mouth, kind of moving it around, redistributing it around your mouth, and and you don't have, you know, it's it's not good for the enamel apparently, because uh, you know, it's just not it's not as good an idea. So. Uh, the article suggests that if you are going to brush your teeth after you have breakfast, you wait 30 minutes or an hour before you do that. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, well, uh, that's great. And it links to a study. But here's the thing. Now, I'm not going to... Don't think I'm going to just completely dismiss this because I'm not. Because it disagrees with me. I'm not. But I will say this. The article says, has the word may, may stimulate or promote saliva, which can protect the teeth against the stuff. It may do that. Study suggests that it may. May is, is, is a little bit of a wiggle room word. Because you know, in science, nothing is absolute. It, it, it's, I mean, there are some things that are pretty close. But there's always, in, you know, science being done right, there's always they, they always leave room or leave open the possibility that this particular idea is wrong, even though it's so well supported by the evidence. There might be new evidence that points into a different direction, away from whatever that idea is, whatever that theory or that law or you know that that might something might happen, something might present itself that explains everything that the other idea did already but then explains it better and explains things that that idea didn't that you know so because of new evidence so in science it's always a good idea to be open 
because this could be wrong. You know, we're pretty sure that we're on the right track with this, but nothing is absolute. Only the Sith deal in absolutes. Only the Sith. That's kind of an absolute, isn't it? Huh. Anyway, so they put the word "may" in there just to just to give it a little wiggle room because it it they could be wrong. You know, so it may. Here's the other thing. I talk about the study, and they link to the study in the article. The study <laughs> was of, uh, uh, they did a, a group of older people. I don't know what older means. Does it mean my age? Am I older people now? <laughs> Am I in the older people group? I don't know. Nobody consulted me about that. So anyway, it says older people. They do acknowledge it was a small study in in the article, uh, but you know by saying it was uh, a group of 21 older people, not 2100, not 21,000, which would not uh, 21,000 would not be a small study. 2100 would not be a small study. It'd be you know, and it wouldn't be a, it would be a good size study. 21 is practically not a study. I know I'm not a scientist, and I'm not exactly, you know, versed in everything. But from from of the whole scientific method and how things work, I'm not a scientist. I'm an artist. I was a janitor for how many years? You know, what do I know? But from what I listen to in shows like The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe and and others and other science programs like, like Big Picture Science, which if you are listening to this on a Saturday night listening to it on Z Talk Radio, just hang around because there'll be a couple episodes of Big Picture Science coming up. If you're, you know, in this, you want to stay up late and you'd like some science, just stay with Z-Talk Radio. Just let it keep playing and, and a couple of, uh, of uh, uh, big picture science shows will play. So, I've, I've learned that you know, a really small study like that, I mean, a very small study, an infinitesimally small study of 21 people <sighs> The information from that, as I, as if I get this correct, might not rise above the noise, uh, the the regular, just kind of the static that there is uh, in this kind of thing, and the statistical noise. It might not be enough to rise above it. It's suggesting it. Maybe a bigger study needs to be done, where they really check. You know, they get it up to the twenty-one thousand people to study their study, not just old people. I wonder how many of those twenty-one old people had all their teeth, because I don't have all mine. <laughs> Probably because I brush my teeth after I have breakfast. So, that all said, it appears that even though I think it's insane to brush your teeth before you have breakfast, science seems to be indicating at least a little bit that it might be better to brush your teeth before <laughs> Before you have breakfast, then after. Uh, but I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to wait as close to 30 minutes as I can after eating breakfast. I don't know if I'll be able to because you know, I only have so much time in the morning. I'm not getting up at 5 o'clock in order to get all I need to get done. Done. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll try it. I'll see how it works. I just, you know, I don't have orange juice for breakfast anyway. 
It's not going to screw up the orange juice taste. And it probably won't, but I do have very sugary cereals. I do. Oh, and also the article does say that if you uh, chew, you know, after eating, if you chew uh, sugarless gum, that can help. It does indicate that in the article. And I do that uh, when I'm at work. I, I have a toothbrush and floss and, tooth, and toothpaste at work, but I never, I've never broken it out to actually do it. Um, but um, I do have sugarless gum in the drawer, and after I have my, uh, after I have my lunch, I'll, I'll chew some gum. If I, if I have one of my Tootsie Pops, after I finish eating my Tootsie Pop, I'll pop a piece of gum in there to help clean up the teeth, get the stuff off of there. Get some. I think chewing gum helps to to have the saliva produced in your mouth a little bit. So I think that's pretty good. But anyway, I'll try. Here I thought I was right, but God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Science. Good night, our doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, I've come to the end of another show of Dimland Radio. A little early this time. I usually go over an hour, but I'm a little under, so hey, what are you going to do? Uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Remember, the, the answer is never magic, and to sleep with the lights on. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning, tuning us in. in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going, I'm going to hell. To hell.